0: Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. As a leader, doing more listening is certainly one of the things that... uh, from an action from a takeaway Uh, and it sounds like an easy one but it can actually it can be pretty hard sometimes uh but listening more is is probably something that i would recommend that uh, that you start trying to do you know catch yourself you know when you want to jump in to a conversation and don't be afraid to pause
1: this is the business leadership podcast and i'm your host edwin Frondozo. thank you for taking the time to join me today. I really appreciate you. I hope you're having an amazing day. I am excited to share the conversation I had with Matt Tyrer, a senior marketing manager for a company called Commvault, an IT industry veteran with nearly 20 years of experience, including the past 10 with his current company Commvault, working with teams from around the world to build and implement data management and protection solutions for customers of all sizes. Matt is a self-described geek and a huge fan of board games and spends most of his free time playing board games with his two daughters. In our conversation, Matt shares how he overcame the challenges of transitioning to his new role as a technology leader and evangelist he shares some of the lessons that he learned when he was stepping into the management role. And lastly, he talks about why it's really important to listen and take the time to collect your thoughts before responding. Today's episode is brought to you by Slingshot, a leader in business voice over IP solutions that empowers the emerging business leader to focus on their core competencies while ensuring that their communication solution is Align with their vision of the future. Slingshot, Voip solutions that understand the needs of emerging business leaders. With that, here we go. Welcome to the
2: Business Leadership Podcast, Matt.
0: Thanks, Edwin. It's uh, it's great to be here.
2: Well, I'm super excited to have you. Honored to have your time and to join us on the Business Leadership Podcast, Matt. Maybe if you could start off by introducing yourself to our listeners. Can you tell us, who is who is Matt? <laughs> well,
0: uh, Matt, uh, so professionally, Matt works for uh, Commvault, and uh, I'm one of the uh, senior managers for solutions marketing, uh, and uh, that means I actually wear quite a few hats. Uh, don't let the marketing, marketing moniker uh, stick out on you. Uh, there's a huge amount of technical work involved in that in terms of putting, the you know, staying apprised with the solution. And I've been in the role a few years, but uh, prior to that, uh, I was eight years in the field as a uh, as a technical uh, solutions engineer uh, doing installs and demos and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's been quite an interesting change going from uh, going from that to kind of now talking about and, uh, and building content around, you know, what the product actually does, you know, what does Conwell do? How does it work? What's the value in it? So that's a little bit from me professionally. Um, personally on the side, uh, you know, I'm a huge board game enthusiast. Uh, I regularly invest in a lot of the Kickstarter uh, board games uh, that uh, that come out. I'm waiting on the delivery of a few of them right now. I uh, love getting together with my family, uh, my, my two girls, uh, to, uh, you know, have regular board game nights and uh, we really enjoy it. I try to golf sometimes uh, but I admit what I play could not really be called golf by anyone who actually plays the game Uh, and I really enjoy skiing in the winter time so know, try and stay active but uh, a lot of my time outside the office is taken up uh, with my two kids as they both play ringette uh, and uh, so I'm at the rink quite a bit uh, as one of the team managers so that's a little bit about me uh, and over the next
2: Yeah. Um, I I was going to ask you and and it sparked a question in me, Matt, given that you are a board game enthusiast. I have Mm -hmm. a three year old. I don't know when you started playing board games, but what would you recommend for me uh, for even for the for the listeners out there who have young children, like the type of board games Mm -hmm. that you would recommend? And if there's none for three, because I understand it's hard for me to even (laughs) get Jade to sit down for a while. (laughs) Um, What would you recommend?
0: Uh, well I mean yeah for three that might be be hard I know there are some out there kind of geared for uh, for kids of that age but um, some of the ones I started with with my kids so my, my, my girls are uh, uh, soon to be 12 and nine uh, going on 10 uh, so you know they're at an age and maturity that we can actually play some pretty uh, complicated games uh, but some of the ones that I used to introduce uh, them uh, were, uh, you know, some of the junior games, like uh, there's actually like a my first Carcassonne, which is a, a very easy uh, stepping stone into that kind of that style of, of tile placement board game where you're trying to build a road and um, how many of the people, uh, how many of the kids of your color are on that road? And uh, so really build on that. So that was a, a good first one. I mean, my first uh, yeah. there's a uh, ticket to ride junior monopoly junior like any of the those ones that, that kind of say right around the five-year mark uh mm-hmm. are, are good intro games and uh and once they kind of get hooked then you can start introducing more complicated games and and uh slowly uh, grow them into uh fellow board game
2: geeks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it sounds like that you, you've been successful on that track. So that's amazing. Uh, and I'll probably take it offline and, and maybe we could share some of your famous, you know, the best board games that that you'd recommend for us, because I know I, I, yeah, I've had, I've had other, uh, Guests talk about board games, so so that's kind of cool. Um, but I want to get right into it. I know you mentioned you're at Commvault, You're uh, mm-hmm. you're in solutions marketing. You've grown, so maybe if you could explain to us what's Comvault, What are your specific roles when you're talking about like um talking and talking to customers, and, and maybe mm-hmm. if possible, like what do you what are you trying to accomplish in your role right now? Like, what's your vision in the next six to twelve months? Sure. Uh,
0: I'll start with what Commvault, who Commvault is and what do do we do. Uh, So uh, we are a uh, data management company. Excuse me. Uh, uh, We're we're a data management company, you know, and we're in the business of making sure that people's data is available to them at at all times. So we take care of protecting it, uh, you know, providing recovery copies of it and actually taking those copies that we have and driving additional value into it in terms of, being able to run, you know, analytics against them. Being able to use those copies for disaster recovery, um, you know, dev test type operations. Really being able to make use of those data copies for different reasons outside of just a, your classic kind of backup and recovery setting. So, um, and we're capable of uh, delivering that solution across um, data center, uh, local office, remote office, virtual, physical, cloud, container. Uh, uh, application file, email SaaS. So really, uh, you know, we've got our, uh, probably one of the broadest coverages in, in the industry in terms of uh, what uh, what we're capable of, of addressing in terms of data types and sources. Uh, and um, that's who Commvault is, you know, and it's really about making sure that our customers are ready to address whatever data needs come their way. You know, they're ready to recover, ready to uh, protect, ready to secure, ready to migrate, uh, you know, ready to use any of that data. Uh, and so that's really one of the things uh, that as Commvault, we try to do for our customers. Uh, me personally, what am I looking to do and accomplish over the next 6 to 12 months? Uh, you know, there, We've got, um, as I mentioned uh, to you offline, we've got our big customer conference, Commvault Go, coming up next week in, uh, in Denver. Uh, you know, if, if you're interested, you, that we're going to be live streaming uh, the keynotes, actually. Uh, but as part of that, we're launching an, uh, several new uh, products. Uh, well, several new, new products. We've got, uh, you know, the recent Hedvig acquisition uh, that we're going to be showcasing the technology for. You know, from a unifying multi-cloud storage perspective, uh, we're actually going to be announcing uh, a, a bit of a, a secret project of ours that uh, is finally going to see the light of day, and it's really about how we're innovating in the mid-market. Uh, with uh, you know, a, really, what we see as a one-of-a-kind SaaS portfolio uh, that, that can scale to the enterprise level, um, and also something near and dear to me that I'm really, really focused on is the Commvault Activate uh, solution, which is geared more towards the data analytics, uh, the you know optimization of your file storage, uh, and and helping you discover what data you have and and what is it. So. Uh, managing things like data privacy, sensitive data, uh, and ultimately helping to give our customers more information about the data, the data that they have. Because uh, you know, we're making a, a lot more data out there, uh, but we seem to be knowing less and less about it. Uh, so, mm-hmm. And uh, Activate is one of the projects that I'm directly associated with. It. Uh, and it, so for me, the next 6 to 12 months is going to be driving a lot of the awareness of what Activate can do for our customers Uh, you know, uh, speaking with, uh, you know, uh, people like yourself to, you know, uh, build the awareness there in terms of where, uh, where value could be driven from, uh, using activate within your environments and, uh, and making sure that, uh, you know, we've got a lot of the supporting material out there, like demos, videos, uh, um, other talking points to, uh, so the people that are looking for information uh, can very easily find out more about uh, about the solutions. So that's one of the ones that's near and dear dear to me over the next uh, 6 to 12 months for sure.
2: Well, I mean, it sounds it sounds like we're catching you on a busy schedule, obviously, for just like many companies. What was really interesting, what you mentioned was um, at the top and and as I was looking into your career, you mentioned that you were more of the solutions engineer and there was a transition um, to your new role. I'd love it if you could share some of the difficulties that you had with that transition, being, I guess, more of a hands on person to someone being an evangelist of the technology. Like, what, what, what were your biggest challenges coming in?
0: I guess, you know, I've always been, uh, you know, a, a, an evangelist and advocate for, for the company and the product and what we can do. For people, so in that in that respect, you know, the transition from kind of being, uh, you know, hands on, you know, installing things, troubleshooting, running demos, you know, working directly with the customers, uh, to more of a spokesperson, pure, you know, pure evangelist kind of role, and uh, really uh, helping to drive the awareness. That part was uh, pretty easy for me because uh, you know I was very familiar, and still I'm very familiar with the, the t- technology, the industry and uh, very intimate with uh, what our customers are looking to, to try and achieve. Uh, so that part was the easy part. The hard part was actually, you know, some of the, the, the pure marketing elements in terms of, you know, the logistics of, well, that's great that you want to tell a story, but, you know, what are the fundamentals that you need underneath that in terms of, well, how do you get that story out to the market? How do you build it through, you know, a proper campaign? What, uh, you know, pieces do you need to create so that, you know, people can find that story and understand what that story is. So, a lot of the the uh, the stuff that you know, uh, w- on more of the marketing background side of things, uh, you know, was where I needed to do the most learning because you know it wasn't an area that I had been very uh, uh, exposed to over my c- career previously, and so I really had to do a lot of learning on the fly and working with. Uh, mentors and uh, leaders within my, in my company to understand more about uh, how I can uh, drive success into what I was doing.
2: How long did it take you to get, I guess, comfortable with that? I mean, it sounds like you did have the support system in-house, the mentors, the other um, team members. So how long did it take you to realize, okay, I I got what I need to do now. I understand it fully.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I'd like to say that I'm still uh, working on that as, you know, we're constantly changing and learning that, you know, I don't, there's no way to say that you've learned at all, but uh, you know what, I, I'd say it probably took a good, a good year and a bit for me to really feel confident in terms of um, uh, my own capabilities. Not to say that, you know, uh, I wasn't, per, you know, doing well prior to that. It was just, you know, having that self-confidence in terms of, hey, you know what, I know that I can build this, or I know that I can put this uh, this storyline together, or I know that I can do these uh, tasks that have been asked of me. Uh, you know, uh, you know, just that that self confidence, and, and a lot of that came from uh, just doing. You know, working on, working on projects with uh, with my peers and uh, and mentors, uh, and building out that uh, muscle memory, if you will, in terms of okay, well, this is how. Uh, you do this, and this is what works, this is what didn't work. And even some some experimentation and, try and uh, trial and error to sort through, you know, what works best for me, you know, because uh, we all learn differently, and we all have our own voice and approach to things. And, uh, and so it's kind of, okay, well, I've learned the basics, but now I need to kind of ele- elevate that game and figure out, okay, well, how do I now make that in mind now how do i how do i bring my own personal touch into this and uh and uh, deliver on the things that uh that people are depending on me to deliver
2: um talk to me about along with the transition taking on i guess new management responsibilities or people that are looking to you as well for leadership as you came from one i guess not specific vertical because you were in solutions you were still talking with customers you really were mm-hmm. as that evangelist as you mentioned but talk to me about like more of the management and the leadership in house with working with team members as well now
0: i think it was uh kind of the realization that uh, you're a lot more you're a lot more visible i guess in the sense that uh you know You had more people depending on you and you kind of had to have a bit of a a bigger picture view and realize that uh, in that leadership role, you kind of had to lead by example. And I hate to use the the cliche, but it was really uh, the realization that people are looking to me now as an example of, you know, how do we do things or how should we be doing things? Uh, and, you know, part of that is, you know, I'm, you know, almost in my 12th year at Commvault. And so it's like the self-realization that, hey, you know, I'm I'm one of the veterans here, you know, and and one of the people that are being looked to uh, for that kind of maybe inspiration or direction in terms of, well, how do I, you know, move myself forward in my career or how do I develop these skills that I need in, to make the changes uh, or the moves uh, that I want in a positive way uh, in my career? so. And so for me, it was a lot of just kind of that self-realization of, uh, of the fact that people would be looking to me uh, a lot more than, than previously and having to be cognizant of, um, you know, trying to make sure that I was being the best me that I could be, you know, in, in every situation, because, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you know, it makes it very difficult for you to lead and take care of others. And so that, that was, those were so, really some key lessons there as uh, <laughs> yeah. as, as I <laughs> stepped into the role. Lessons I'm still working uh, on improving.
1: Do you have a clear vision of where and how your business is going to grow? How do you think your workforce will look like in the future as you prepare for the emerging gig economy, and the rise of the remote workforce it is important to understand that you are working with a communications partner that can help you get there slingshot understands the growing needs of business leaders and works with them to ensure their infrastructure is aligned to the vision and growth plans of the leaders to learn more go to slingshotvoip.com
2: as you mentioned that, with with those realizations, was that something that you were realizing being more of that tenured employee um, before you moved into the management role, or was it like sort of that realization? I think you mentioned it. You, I think you might have said it. Like as you were taking it on now um, and realizing, oh, I better, I better step it up because because I, I need to get better. And we, and and sort of follow-up question to that is, what are you doing to upgrade your skills on that type of sense when it comes to management and, and being more accountable and people really looking to you for leadership?
0: Well, I, you know, so a lot of it is uh, self-driven. Um, you know, I try and take in... Uh, Various leadership podcasts, TED talks, uh, stuff like that. We've got an incredible wealth of internal training as well. Uh, that's not just product related. Uh, c- a lot of it is career related. Uh, you know, it's related to uh, communications or you know how to uh, you know, or project management or different things. So you know, really trying to build out my skill set uh, through constant learning is you know something that I, I try and always make make time to. Uh, you know, admittedly, not as much as I'd like to, I think something that I need to do is uh, somebody had given a great idea in terms of blocking off a permanent spot on their calendar for every week, you know, uh, an hour on Friday, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do some self training, uh, you know, uh, do an internal training course or listen to a couple of TED talks or, you know, go to maybe a local networking event with, uh, with peers uh, in the industry just to, you know, expand and listen to what others are doing. Uh, you know, the, to maybe get get some new ideas or inspire, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a new solution to a problem. Um, so th- those are some of them. I know one of the more recent ones I did was uh, we actually have our own management uh, training program within uh, within Commvault. And I was lucky enough to, to go on that recently. And part of uh, the training there is a full 360 degree review from, you know, uh, from my management, from... Uh, my peers, from people that uh, I I have worked with over the years or currently am working with. So it was really a good uh, inspection on not just how I view my own skill set, but how others view that skill set. So, you know, there were some areas where I thought that I was weaker and other people saw that I was, you know, said that I was actually quite good at or vice versa areas that I thought, I was really strong at. And, you know, from an outside perspective, it was like, well, actually, you know, we think that you know, that's an area you need to work on. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it was really a, a great tool to help me understand more about not just, uh, or, or I guess reconciling what I think versus what other people think uh, uh, of the things that I'm doing. So uh, it was really, really interesting to, to kind of get that perspective. But I mean, all those things together are things to, that I do to try and help, um, improve uh, my own skills and in uh, leadership
2: can you name a person who who's had a tremendous impact as you um um as a business leader could be a mentor or anyone um within your life
0: yeah so uh, i mean uh, you know there's a, a number of people um you know i look to uh one of my peers uh in uh who recently transitioned to a, a, a brand new leadership role uh, as part of uh, the the company acquisition that we did uh, with Hedvig, and uh, you know I, I look uh, look to him a, a lot as a as a mentor just uh, to because he took a similar road that I'm on in terms of starting off in the field as a uh, as a technical uh, solutions engineer, moving from that into Kind of the uh, the spokesperson evangelist role um, from that into uh, you know the solutions and product uh, area, and then now uh, he's actually uh, a VP of uh, one of our solution groups. Uh, So um, I've you know always looked to uh, to him for inspiration, you know, just to bounce ideas off of. Um, You know, a a great example was uh, we had a uh, an internal uh, global webcast that we were doing uh just you know to kind of um uh, bring inf- information to the field about some upcoming uh events like uh, like the convolt go event next week and uh, the product launches that i uh, kind of mentioned to you earlier uh and you know frankly it was my first time jumping onto one of those events uh with you know i was on the event with a couple of our executives and and, and you know my you know my uh Uh, the person uh, that I was talking about here and, you know, was able to reach out to them. I was feeling a little nervous, you know, you know, what, what do I need to prepare? Uh, You know, how do these things go? What's the expectation? And uh, you know, he he sent me one text back. It was just like, you'll be fine. You know, and and that was really all that I needed. was just kind of the, you know, you're overthinking things. Just, you, you know, this stuff, just go and have a conversation. That's really what, you know, just, just be you. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's those kinds of uh, interactions that uh, have always uh, that have always been lucky to, to have. I guess.
2: Yeah, I love I love those uh, one liners that really just bring me up as well. <laughs> so shout out to uh, to those people who is who always keep us. Uh, I guess. Away from that anxiety, right? <laughs> and ensuring that we trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, I- I'm interested. I'm curious. And and this is one of my favorite questions I love to ask is, is like, what are you reading right now?
0: Okay. Well, that's, well, so there's a couple of things that I'm reading. So uh, I'm rereading uh, the Silmarillion uh, by uh, by Tolkien. So it's kind of before The Hobbit, before The Lord of the Rings. It's like the, the creation of Middle earth, and it's actually pretty. It's an epic tale, it's got all the gods and all that stuff in it. And uh, you know, it's um, a guilty pleasure of mine uh, being a big geek. <laughs> uh, so, I'm rereading that. But uh, there's a couple of there's a, another book that I've been uh, that I read and I want and I'm actually rereading in parallel. Uh, that's um, it, it's called uh, Never Split the Difference, and it's about uh, negotiating, or I guess ultimately, it's about communication. And how you can communicate better, and how you can communicate with people, uh, you know, that may not initially have the same goals as you have, you know, hence the negotiation element uh, in there, and basically how to collaborate and work together to get to a positive outcome and result uh, that uh, the idea that is actually the result that you were trying to achieve. And it's by an ex uh, FBI negotiator, uh, and so he re- he mixes in the the instruction with real life stories from his experiences uh, doing hostage negotiations with uh, the FBI. And then he kind of breaks it down in terms of, well, this is what worked. This is what didn't. This is what we were, what surprises is what we had to, to learn. Uh, and, um, you know, it's really helped me uh, look at how I communicate, you know, and being a little bit more cognizant of how am I saying things or what are the things that I'm saying and, and, and even why am I saying some of these things? Uh, you know, is it uh, and uh, and I find it really, really helpful because it uh, it's given me a pause to kind of sit back and, and look at uh, uh, my own communications and uh, and seeing how can I improve those, be it, you know, verbally like this or, uh, you know, in email or, uh, you know, in in, uh, in the conference room.
2: Can you share with one of the biggest things that you're learning from it? As you reread it right now, or is the one thing that I know for me when I read things sometimes is, you know, there's one thing that I just learned from it and I'm super happy that I spent the time to read it. Like, like, what are you taking away from it right now?
0: Well, I mean, uh, that's a tough one. It's not really any one thing, but they've got this great little cheat sheet at the back that kind of summarizes all of, you know, the, uh, the hints and tips and tricks that, uh, that he had imparted throughout the book. Um, but a lot of it, um, I guess, I guess a couple of things that stood out for me was being able to apply labels to things as you're talking to it. So like, especially if it's a, you know, an uncomfortable topic or something with a negative comment connotation, you know, being able to, to apply a label to it. So it's like, it seems like, you know, it seems like there's a challenge here or it's, se- you know, it looks like, um, uh, it looks like you're nervous or it looks like there there's an area of concern here. So just kind of just
2: uh, calling it out, I guess
0: still a way to, yeah, but there's a way to do it uh, such that it doesn't have, you know, as much negativity around it. So like the, the art of kind of bringing it out there and to your point, now that it's in the open uh, you know, it's like the monster that's in the closet. As soon as you shine light on it, it's like, Oh well, no, that was just a a pile of of books or something like that. You know? So Kind of taking the fear out of and uh, fear and uncertainty outside uh, out of some of the communications, you know, Uh,
2: and uh, yeah, that's great. Fun question for you, Matt. If I were to ask any of your, um, I guess, team members, colleagues, past, present, peers, what's the best leadership quality that you have? What do you think they would say?
0: (laughs) I I I was actually uh, looking through uh, that three sixty degree. Report I was telling you about because some of them were in there, uh, but uh, one of them for sure was uh, was my, the level of enthusiasm and uh, and imagination. So, being re- being good at coming up with ideas, uh, you know, uh, maybe it's an idea to solve a problem, or an idea for uh, an event or an approach to things. Uh, and just uh, that enthusiasm that I bring to it, and that passion that I bring to any of the tasks that I'm thrown into. So, uh, you know, I, I think that those are probably uh, probably things that you would hear from uh, from my colleagues if you asked them.
2: That's a great one. I love that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you're talking about um, your conference. Is there any other? initiatives any projects I mean it, it doesn't have to be professional it could be personal as well it's something that you're super excited about and, and you'd like to share with us
0: uh I've got a, a side pet project that I'm working on uh that uh you know I, I I'm a a big beer enthusiast you know craft beer and uh, and just uh, working with the different brewers you know trying different things and uh, really supporting our, our the local craft brew community here in here in Ottawa uh, but one of the projects that I'm working on is uh, trying to develop and launch a uh, with a my, with a partner, a business partner of mine, um, our own craft beer, but a non-alcoholic craft beer. So that's uh, what we're trying to to bring to the market. So kind of take that whole craft experience of you know nice, different, flavorful, uh, full beers, but minus the alcohol. Uh, so that's that, that's, uh, that's Ooh, a wow. fun thing there. <laughs>
2: I like that. You got to keep me up to date on that. I'd love to. Uh, I guess be your beta testers. On those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ke- I'll keep you on the rolodex for when we've got uh, some stuff to sample there. So that's amazing. still still that's- still working through the uh, the ways. <laughs> uh, definitely keep you uh, keep you prize of that. So that's a, that's a personal fun pet project there. Uh, but yeah. uh, you know, other than that, you know, like I said, my uh, my passion for board games and just uh, always at the board game store, looking at different ones and, uh, you know, seeing what's coming
2: out. Awesome. Super having fun here, really learning. Um, I'd love it if you could share, um, any final thoughts uh, with the listeners today, observations, ideally, Matt, if we could instill some actionable items for those who are listening, who are looking to grow to, uh, Excel, uh, within their career
0: sure yeah I think um, two really uh, good ones and these are these are hard for me because uh, you know I'm a very outgoing individual uh, and so these are like ones that I work, try and work on as much as I can as well so uh, one of them is listening you know I like to talk a lot uh, and it requires a lot of effort to just have that confidence to say you know what I don't actually need to say anything right here, or, you know, I can wait to say what I, I what I need to say, if, you know, if it's still even important later on in the conversation. So I think, you know, as a leader doing more listening, uh, is, uh, is certainly one of the things that, uh, from an action from a takeaway, uh, and it sounds like an easy one, but it can actually, it can be pretty hard sometimes. Uh, but listening more is pr- is probably, Something that I would recommend that uh, that you start trying to do, you know, catch yourself, you know, when you want to jump in to a conversation, you know, and uh, and don't be afraid to pause either. You know, take that uh, take that moment to collect your thoughts. You know, you don't have to necessarily respond right away. Like Let's say, you know, you're being asked a question or you're being challenged uh, to come up with a solution or something. You know, you don't need to react right away take take some time take a moment you know collect your thoughts and then respond or you know if uh, you know it's part of a, a group you know go back to that listening that i was saying so that you've got you can kind of get input from everyone else so as a leader you should be listening more than you're talking more than you're talking
2: that's awesome matt to close can you tell us where we could find more information about you Commvault, or anything else you'd like to share with us today
0: Sure. Of course. Uh, So obviously, uh, you know, to learn more about Commvault, we've got the Commvault.com main webpage. You can follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, you know, at Commvault for, uh, I think that's, yeah, it's at Commvault for all those. Uh, My own personal Twitter handle, I'm Matt's stylish hat. (laughs) Uh, And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. uh, Matt Tyre with with Commvault. Um, more information as I said next week there's going to be a wealth of information uh, coming not just about you know new things coming to market from Commvault but also uh, you know our core technology as well so if you're able to take in some of the live streams of the keynotes uh, that would be a great way to learn more as well uh, they'll be streaming off of uh, the main Commvault's uh, uh, Commvault.com page and off of our social feeds too So um, and lastly we've got a lot of great introductory uh, videos demo videos they're quick they're easy to, to consume uh, they help give you a perspective on some of the more uh, specific areas that we can help our customers with.
2: very cool and we'll be sure to list all these links that you mentioned on the episode website as well but matt thank you again for joining us on the business leadership podcast
0: great it was a lot of fun edwin i look forward to uh, next time we're able to, to connect on this
1: well that's it, biz leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode 132 with Matt Tyrer. If you want to learn more about Matt Commvault or anything else we discussed, please go to the businessleadership.com slash one three two. Please do join me on my private Facebook group where I will discuss this episode, answer your questions, and Also connect you with other like-minded business leaders. Simply search for Business Leadership Group directly in the Facebook. Thank you again to Slingshot, a leader in business VoIP communications, a company that understands strategic growth, which aligns with your vision and goals of the future. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening today. Thank you again. Edwin signing off.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com.